Bryn and I got to go on a daddy-daughter date this week, uh, which was awesome. Uh, We got to go on a daddy-daughter date. We got to go have dinner together, and then we got to go to Starbucks in Orangeburg, which is kind of cool. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, we're coming up in the world. Oh, yeah, we got a Starbucks now. We, got, we went to Starbucks and we were sitting out on the patio and I, um, I, was, I was thinking about my, uh, I was thinking about something I've been pondering during the week and I turned to Bryn and I told her something really important. I told her something really important. I said, hey, sweetie, did you know that the new vice president of the United States is a woman? Bryn looked at me wide eyed. And she said, really? And I said, yep, it's true. Isn't that cool? And then we went back to slurping our drinks. (laughs) Representation matters. You may have voted for Biden. You may have voted for Trump. Maybe whatever. It doesn't matter. But representation matters. And when my daughter and our daughters think about what is possible in this world, when they think about the future and what they can be, uh, she will never remember a day when a woman could not rise to the top. Isn't that incredible? It's amazing that it's taken us a hundred years since the 19th Amendment to get to this point. As citizens of a democratic republic, we understand what it means that representation matters, don't we? Because we elect our leaders. We hold elections to decide the people and the platforms that will represent our interests in government. It's the beauty of living in the United States of America, imperfect as she has always been, We live in a place where representation actually does matter. And when the ballots are counted and, okay, recounted, we will come together under a new representatives, our new representatives, even the ones we didn't vote for. We come and we fall under their representation. Why? Because representation matters. And it, and it doesn't just matter in government, okay? It doesn't just matter in politics. It doesn't just matter in the United States. It also matters in life. And today, our scripture is all about representation. And so uh, I'm going to do something a little different. I don't usually have you stand for the scripture, but I'm going to today because we need to get our posture right. We need to stand before God's word and hear what God has to say to us this morning from his word. This is from the book of Romans chapter five. I'm going to be reading verses 12 through 21. Hear the word of the Lord. Therefore, Just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass, for if many died through one man's trespass, 
Much more have the grace of God and the free gift by grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through that one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, Grace abounded all the more so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the word of God for the people of God. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a seat. There is a lot to chew on in this passage. But the basic message is summarized in just one verse Verse 19. So let's take a look at verse 19 again, where it reads, For as by one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Representation matters. As human beings, we are all represented by one man. And that one man is the first man. Adam. We are all represented by Adam. God created the world as this beautiful, lush paradise, and he formed the man out of the ground and placed him in the garden to rule and to, uh, to, to, to name the, the creatures and to, to enjoy the creation and to enjoy God's presence. And he gave him a helper, a strong helper, his wife Eve, and, and they were without sin. They did not have a sinful nature. They were were created in a condition of innocence. But God did not create robots. God gave his creatures free will and a choice. Walk in obedience. Walk in obedience to the creator or go your own way. There was just one command to keep. Can you imagine Just one command to keep. You may eat of any tree in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Theologians speculate that Adam was given a certain amount of time to keep God's command, sort of like a probation period. And if he had obeyed God through this probation period, if he had focused on the first part of that command, which was eat of any tree of the garden, enjoy paradise. If he had focused on that part, then humanity would have entered into eternal life without ever having to experience the pain of sin and death. But we all know that ain't what happened. We all know that ain't what happened. 
When the devil disguised himself as a serpent and deceived Eve, Adam stood there enticed by the false promise. You can be like God. He was already created in God's image. But he took the fruit and he ate it. And our scripture this morning reads, For as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. Representation matters. This one act of disobedience affected not just Adam and Eve. It didn't just affect their children, but it affected all of us. Everyone who would be descended from Adam. And you know what? That's you and that's me. We are all affected by this one moment of sin. Now that may not seem fair. But if you think about it, that's how life works. Let's imagine that you're cleaning out your parents' attic. Anybody ever had to do that? You're cleaning out your attic or your parents, but we're going to say it's your parents' attic. And you find this old chest that you've never seen before and you start digging through this old chest and you discover in the bottom of the chest a leather binder. And inside the leather binder, you open it up and and there's a hundred year old ledger. It has the dates of a hundred year old ledger and and it belonged to your great, great grandfather. You're looking through and you're reading the records and you discover that great, great grandpa had amassed a net worth of over $10 million. You're looking at it and you're thinking, wait a minute, our family has always struggled. Our family has always struggled. What happened to this money? Well, you keep reading the ledger. You keep flipping the pages. And that's when you discover the stock certificates. Now it's all making sense. Great, great grandpa invested all of his money in a company that you've never heard of. He invested all of it in a company you never heard of. And a a quick Google search reveals that, yeah, a lot of people lost a lot of money in this company that had so much promise and yet completely failed. All the money simply disappeared. That money could have made an incredible impact on your life. It could have made an incredible impact on your life and the life of your family and the life of your children and even your grandchildren. But great, great grandpa made a bad decision. And because of his bad decision, you are left with nothing but debt. That's what God is telling us here. Our lives were plunged into sin and death because of one man's disobedience. There was a lot at stake in Adam's choice. Sometimes I wonder if he realized what he was risking when he took that bite. Such a small decision, such an infinite consequence. And the scripture tells us that as a result of Adam's disobedience, we were made poor 
Okay? We were made sinners. And what is that? What is a sinner? Well, a sinner is not just someone who sins. A sinner is someone whose core identity is turned against God. A sinner is someone who is not born innocent, but born with inherited guilt, inherited uh, inclination toward wrong, toward going astray. Like we all feel that pull, don't we? That inward pull of going astray. It's, It's why we can't, no matter how much we try, we can't do right. We can't always do right. It's always, sin's always right there with us, right? That's because of Adam's disobedience. And because of that, we were made sinners. You don't have to teach a child to disobey. You don't have to teach a teenager to rebel. You don't have to teach an adult to cheat. We are all sinners, like Lady Gaga said, we're born this way. (laughs) There are no exceptions. We are all under the representation of Adam. Great, 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 great grandpa Adam. Representation matters because not only did we inherit a sinful condition, but we inherited all the mess that goes along with it. We inherited all the suffering under sin's penalty that goes along with it. Look what it says in verse 12. If you can go back to verse 12. It says, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. He's saying all sinned it's as if we were all in Adam. We were we were represented by Adam. His sin was our sin. And through that death came into the world. Death spread like a virus to all men. Because of Adam's disobedience, we the world is under a reign of death. And and just look at your life. Everything tends toward disorder. It's actually in our physics. It's in the makeup of the world. Everything tends toward disorder. Nothing works the way it's supposed to. Relationships don't work the way they're supposed to. Bodies are dysfunctional. Sickness and disease reign in this world. War and famine reign in this world. Death is everywhere. Look around. Death is everywhere. We feel it. Why? Because Because of Adam's decision, sin came into the world and death came into the world. And we live in a world that is ruled by death. Last summer, our family was at the beach and we were we built a sandcastle. And I I mean, it probably took it probably took about three hours to build the sandcastle. And and I'll admit I'm a perfectionist when it comes to sandcastles. I I love building sandcastles. This sandcastle was epic. And we finished it. We stood back and admired it. You know, it was really good. We really, I mean, people were walking by and, going, oh, that's nice. You know, that just makes me feel so proud. You know? So we, we go in for dinner. And we had, I had left my phone, so I didn't get to take any pictures of the sandcastle. Dumb, right? So we went inside, had dinner, 
and then as soon as dinner was over, we were going to come back out and take a walk on the beach, and we were going to uh, take some photos. Well, you know what I'm about to say, right? The sandcastle was not there anymore. There was just a couple of piles of sand that maybe you could tell looked like it had been a sandcastle at some point, but there was barely any evidence that something awesome had ever been there. A group of kids, apparently, had come by and destroyed our sandcastle. It wasn't even the tide. It was a group of kids. This is the world we live in. We live in a world that's like a wrecked sandcastle. And you can kind of tell how amazing it used to be. We get glimpses of beauty sometimes. We get glimpses of glory sometimes. We get little, little pictures of how things used to be when God first created the world. But, but it's wrecked. This world that we live in is wrecked by death. Because death rules and reigns everywhere. Some kid named Adam came by and kicked down the sandcastle. <laughs> and you know what? We continue to stir it and kick it and make it worse, right? I was reading a commentary and it said, that, it said this. It said, we are not sinners because we sin. But we sin because we're sinners. It's who we are. And it's because we inherited it. It's because of our representative, Adam. We are sinners. Verse 19 puts it this way. For as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. But then God has good news for us. He says, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. God has good news for us today. There is a new Adam. There, this scripture tells us there is a new Adam and his name is Jesus. And let me tell you about this new Adam. As we approach Christmas, we're going to be thinking about how this new Adam came into the world and we're going to remember that his conception was miraculous. And that's important. Why? Because he came into this world by the power of the Holy Spirit that in the womb of the Virgin Mary, Jesus' flesh was created by an act of God, not an act of man. But by an act of God, we have a new creation in the womb of Mary. Jesus, the new Adam, formed of her substance. Just like Adam was formed of the ground, Jesus, the man, the God man, was formed of her substance. And like Adam, Jesus was born in innocence. Like Adam, like the, like, like the OG human, Jesus was born without sin. He was born in innocence. And in his human nature, fully man, Jesus was given a choice. Obey God or choose to go your own way. 
And you know, Adam was tempted by the devil. So was Jesus. Look with me over at Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus answered, It is written, Man, and that word man is Adam, okay? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Satan said to Jesus, Take, eat. Just like he did to Adam. To to the new Adam, he said, take and eat. And Jesus said, no. Jesus said, no, it is not by bread that I will live, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus maintained his innocence, brothers and sisters. He maintained his innocence through a period of his lifetime, which was some 30 years A probation period, if you will, that he maintained his innocence and he not only maintained it, but he lived a good and just and righteous life. And because of his goodness, because of his obedience, as the scripture says, Paul writes in Philippians that he was found in human form, yet he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, obedient to the point of death. Obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus was obedient to God's word. He was obedient where Adam wasn't. He never broke any of the Ten Commandments in thought or word or deed. He always loved God. He always loved his neighbor as himself. He did what Adam failed to do. But here's the irony. Adam died for his sin. Jesus died for Adam's sin. And he died for our sin. He didn't die for his own sin. He died on the cross willingly, obediently. Brothers and sisters, representation matters. Representation matters by the one man's obedience The many are made righteous. It's one thing to have a new Adam. It's another thing to be made righteous. Jesus is our new representative. He is our new representative. And all we need to do is place our trust in him. All we need to do is place our faith in him. At the moment of faith, God says that you will be made righteous. We're born into this world because of Adam made sinners in debt. But Jesus pays our debt. And not only that, but he fills up our lives with righteousness, with goodness, with truth, with love, with beauty. He gives us new hearts. And he says, your core identity in me is no longer sinner, but your core identity is righteous. Your core identity is Faithful. All who believe in Jesus 
are made righteous. This means that we have a new heart. We have a new desire. We are not just legally right with God, but we are transformed into a new creation. And today, if you have put your trust in Jesus, you are transformed into a new creation. You are no longer under the curse of Adam. You are no longer under the debt of Adam. He is no longer your representative. If you are in Christ, you have a new representative. And here's the really good news. God is rebuilding the sandcastle. God is rebuilding the sandcastle right now, and he's doing it through you. And he's doing it through me. He's, he's given us righteousness, and he said, now you get to go out and you get to help me undo what Adam did. You get to go out and you get to be a part of this incredible new kingdom that I have brought into the world. And we get to be a part of rebuilding what was broken. Of reinvesting in the truth and the love of God. And seeing lives transformed by, by, by putting away the old representative and by receiving. What does he say? He says in verse 17, look at that with me. It says, For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more. I love that. Much more. It's bad out there. Amen? It's bad out there. Much more, he says. Much more. Will those who receive the abundance of grace, the gift of God, the gift of righteousness, much more will you what? What does it say? Is it on the screen? Verse 17. Much more will you reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, God's inviting you to reign with him over this new kingdom that he has put into place. God is inviting you to reign in life, not because you're so great, not because I'm so great, but because he's so great, because he gives us all of his righteousness. He makes us new. He transforms us and we only have to receive it, y'all. We only have to receive the results of what Jesus did. The abundance of grace. And we can submit ourselves to him, to his righteousness. We can be a part of rebuilding this broken and shattered world. And right now it is broken. It is broken. And God needs, God needs and he wants you. He wants you to be a part of his new kingdom. And it doesn't matter if you're eight years old or 80 years old. God wants you to be a part of what he's doing because representation matters. It matters who your representative is. Is it Adam or is it Jesus? And we all have to ask ourselves that question. Who is our representative? Are we living life like Adam? Are we living life by by taking the fruit and saying, forget you, God, I'm going to live my life my way. Is that how we're living? Or have we received the grace of God? Have we received what Jesus gives to us? And have we been made no longer sinners, but righteous? Have we been made righteous in, in, in Jesus? God invites you to receive Jesus as your representative. To let his life represent you when the devil accuses you. 
to let his life represent you when you face temptation. To let his life represent you when you find life impossible. To let his life represent you when you work. To let his life represent you when you play. To let his life represent you when you look for ways to love and to serve your neighbor. To just make it through today. To let his life represent you. There is a new Adam and his name is Jesus. Representation matters. Receive him. If you've already received him, renew your reception. Today, dial him in one more time and say, Lord, I need you to be my representative because I don't want to live as a sinner anymore. I want to live righteous. I want to be a part of restoring what is broken in my life and in the lives of those all around me. And God will do that, brothers and sisters. God will do that through you, through me, by his grace. Let's pray. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good and you have called us into your new kingdom together for good. You have called us to fall under the representation of the new Adam. Life is wrecked. There's so much that we've messed up. There's so much that was already messed up when we got here. And yet you are rebuilding it. And you have chosen us to work with you. To rebuild this world in truth and goodness and beauty. And Lord, we want that so bad and we fall short so much. So Lord, may we come back to you constantly to receive from you your fullness, your rightness. Restore us, renew us today. In Jesus' name, amen.